At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's will friddell and sabrina bryan and we're the hosts of the new podcast magical rewind you may know us from some of your favorite childhood tv movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, the Sunday edition, week one, coming to an end here in NFL 2021. Sunday night football has one quarter in the books, and the Los Angeles Rams leading the Chicago Bears 10 to nothing, and it was another turnover. That defensive front for Los Angeles sacked Andy Dalton, Justin Hollins getting through and forcing a fumble, and the Rams go on offense in Chicago territory, looking to put more points on the board, currently shutting out Chicago 10 to nothing and your in-game spread has moved to 20 and a half in favor of Los Angeles and your totals coming down to 46 and a half now and James it seems like this game right now I understand the total coming down because it doesn't look like Chicago has a pulse offensively that's that's the issue and he's seeing it right at the offensive line that last that last possession with Dalton getting the ball knocked out of his hands it Jason Peters sitting out there and you know a, a great veteran and plenty of experience but he's just the shade under 40 years old and been through a number of injuries he was completely lost on that he's the one that gave up that blindside hit and, and I've seen Aaron Donald just shove him out of the way and knock him on his behind with one arm he's just he, he's not ready to compete especially at the left tackle position right now at this against this defensive front. I think you're going to continue to see the Rams exploit that on the left side of the offensive line for the Chicago Bears, and this is really going to be a struggle for them to put up any points. I guess the only concern right now is with the way that the Rams are moving the football defensively. They've been giving up a few plays, but they've been able to get off the field on fourth downs, create a turnover in the red zone. Uh, this game is starting to get out of hand here. We've got a, uh, there they are fourth and one coming up for the Rams, but if they're able to continue to execute here in this game starts to get out of hand based on where that current live line is sitting at 19 and a half. Can we see some garbage time coming in the second half? And might we see some Justin Fields out there in the second half if this game gets away? So something I'm going to be mindful of here. I don't like Chicago to be able to put any points up on the board unless we start to see some prevent defense in the second half because this Rams team is just starting to have a one-way street offensively. Yeah, Sean McVay choosing to go for it on fourth and one. They're at about the 32-yard line of the Chicago Bears, under 14 minutes left in the second quarter there. And it looks like a timeout has been called on the field. 
field. They've gone to a commercial break. We'll see what uh, the Rams try to do there when they come back from break. Again, currently with a 10 to nothing lead over Chicago. Your in-game total down to 46 and a half. And James, you talk about uh, the point spread in this game as far as the live line. It looked like it might have been a bargain laying 17 and a half here about a half an hour ago. I certainly don't know if I want to lay 20, but uh, I, I mean, this, uh, this Rams offense has not been able to do anything, and it looks like the Rams defense, you mentioned it, the first possession for Chicago, they got it all the way down inside the 10-yard line, and they had a couple of good plays after that, but now it looks like that front seven is really starting to find their stride, and this game could get ugly here. I mean, it could be a shutout in the first half, and you're right, there could be a garbage time element to this game, and Matthew Stafford is able to convert hitting his wide receiver there on fourth and one, and they're now down to about the 20-yard line, knocking on the door. Once again, are the Los Angeles Rams. Your in-game price stays the same. Los Angeles still a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Your total now ticks up back to 48-and-a-half. James, I want to take a look at some of the prop bets for the Monday night game. Of course, everybody really excited out here in Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Raiders, their first game that will count with fans in the stands, welcoming the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh to town. The Raiders currently a three-and-a-half or four-point underdog. And as far as the first touchdown to be scored, that's one I always like to look at. I usually don't play it throughout the regular season because uh, it's really kind of a crapshoot bet, but it is certainly one I have some fun with for the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar Jackson to be the first scorer of a touchdown in this game is at 7-1. to one. Mark Andrews is tight end at plus 850. Josh Jacobs also at plus 850. Now, Josh Jacobs, the Raiders running back, has been downgraded to questionable to play in this game, so we'll see what develops there. His running mate, Kenyon Drake, also at plus 850 to score the first touchdown. Darren Waller, the Raiders tied in at 10-1. to 1. Maybe I would look that direction. Any prop bets for you at all, or uh, will you dabble in the first touchdown market at all? I don't think I'll dabble with the first touchdown market. I think with the prop bets, and one of the advantages I have out here is there are some sites in Colorado, Brady, that have live props. So you can start to get a better feel of how game plans look. If you had questions about certain players' availability, even the questions about the offensive, if you have a new, yeah, you have thinking about the Ravens and all the, the injuries that have befallen their running back situation right now, who's going to start to, who's going to step in there and start to get the bulk of the carries aside from Lamar Jackson? And I think on the other side, for the Raiders, it's a retooled offensive line. I think that's something I have concerns with, just trying to figure out offensive line plays key and a lot of new faces on that offensive line for the Raiders. Are they going to be able to run the football? Is Jacobs going to be available? You had mentioned Darren Waller, and I think if I'm looking at prop bets, I think for Darren Waller, we know a special player that he is. He's got the ability to run the entire route tree. He's got great hands, tremendous speed, and I think there's gonna have, he's going to have some opportunities to really be able to attack the middle of the field against these linebackers that I find are really questionable in coverage for the Baltimore Ravens and seeing what his total, his his receiving totals were somewhere sitting around 67, 68 depending on where you shop. I think that's something I might look to get involved with because I think it still will be tough going for the Raiders to find any kind of running game consistently with this new offensive line here but we know what Derek Carr and Waller, they've been really able to, to built a great chemistry over the last couple of seasons throwing the football. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Darren Waller tomorrow night to gain that yardage and go over that 68.5 total. Third and goal for the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford is pressured and throws incomplete into the end zone. So now it'll be fourth and goal for Los Angeles. Looks like they're at about the seven or eight yard line or so. Uh, and I have not seen if the field goal kicker is going to come on the field yet for Sean McVay. Uh, you're talking about the banged up Baltimore Ravens defense. Of course, Marcus Peters out of the lineup and they're banged up on offense as well. Uh, but that leads me to my next question, and that's the under or over the passing yard total for Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback, and at DraftKings, it's 258 and a half. And at first glance, it kind of looks like I'd want to go over on that. And we know John Gruden really likes to establish the run, but Derek Carr was a really good quarterback last year. He had a great season for the Las Vegas Raiders, and, you know, they've added some pieces on that offense. They've really retooled the offensive line. I think that's a question. Will he have the protection against that Baltimore defense? But my first reaction to Derek Carr on the passing yard prop at 258 and a half I'd be looking towards the over 
I think I probably would be too. I think it's just the matter of on the other side for the Baltimore Ravens. We know what it's going to be. It's going to be running the football. Well, anytime you're running the football, the only time the clock stops in the NFL is when it's on an incomplete pass. You even catch the ball and run out of bounds unless you're under the last two minutes of the of the first half or five minutes in the second half. The clock continues to fly, and I think we tend to see some fast games with the Baltimore Ravens because of the way that they structure their offense and run the football. But yeah, I think I, I thinking about the Raiders and being able to to move the football down the field. I think with Derek Carr, veteran quarterback, he's got he's got some young talent to be able to throw the football to as Darren Waller to as well as Waller to make some plays over the middle and exploit those linebackers. And you mentioned Marcus Peter being out. Also Jimmy Smith, other another cover corner for them. He is questionable. So again, looking at who might be available out there, I think that'll be something that I want to see. Is Jimmy Smith able to take the field tomorrow? Because if he's not able to get out there and he's he's a, if he's not a go tomorrow, we'll know that 90 minutes prior to kickoff when the inactive report is listed tomorrow. I think that's another big loss on that defensive side. Also think about the depth of that defensive front. Derek Wolf is out tomorrow for the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, they still have a very stout defensive front that can get after the quarterback. I want to see how this Oakland Raiders offensive line holds up, but I think we're going to see more short, shorter dropbacks, quicker throws, get the ball out of your hands quicker for Derek Carr so he's not having that pass rush getting after him with that makeshift offensive line right now. So I could see that going. I'm just concerned with the really the time clicking off the clock with the way that the Baltimore Ravens run the football. All right. I promised in the last segment I would get your reaction to the NFC West and their dominance so far in week one of the NFL 2021 season. And I think it's pretty well agreed that the NFC West is the best division in football. The Seahawks go on the road and beat the Colts today. The San Francisco 49ers go on the road and beat the Lions today. The Los Angeles Rams currently taking care of business with the uh, Chicago Bears at home. And then also the Arizona Cardinals as an underdog in the road or on the road in Nashville take care of the Tennessee Titans. So impressive for sure. But can you use that in your handicap going forward, James. Going into the season, NFC West, we had talked about it plenty, that this was going to be top to bottom, going to be the most competitive division in all of football, and they played out that way. I think looking at these teams here, especially for uh, of the four teams, thinking about the Arizona Cardinals and the way that they were able to go in and just manhandle the Tennessee Titans on the defensive side. I know Carly Murray had five touchdowns, and they got whatever they wanted. He and D. Hopkins were, were lighting it up on the scoreboard, and really that connection was rolling. But looking at that defensive side, I I know Chandler Jones got five sacks and really had three of them in the first quarter. They just got after it on a defensive front, not only with Chandler Jones, but across that front line, they were able to dominate the line of scrimmage and they were in the backfield basically on every other pass for Tannehill. He was not comfortable at all. He had a terrible game. He had a pick, a couple fumbles with the pressure coming after him. I was incredibly impressed by that defensive front, the way that they dominated and the pressure that they were able to put on Tannehill and bring the noise and bring that heat consistently. I mean, that game was done after the first half. You saw no fight out of the Titans there. So, yeah, going forward, this NFC West is, is the best division in football, Brady. But my only concern is those guys all have to play each other twice up and down the schedule. So by the time this season is over, whoever makes it out of there, yeah, you've won the NFC West. But how beaten and bruised are you from how physical and how great all four of those teams played? We definitely saw that out play out in week one today. Yeah, I think you could make an argument that the San Francisco 49ers might have been the least impressive. They looked really good for three quarters of the game, but then they really let the Detroit Lions back into that game. Very interesting when you got that number, too. The Niners were a seven-and-a-half point favorite, eight, eight-and-a-half, and all the way up to nine-and-a-half. They ended up winning the game by eight points. We'll talk about some individual player and coaches awards next on the program. It's the Pro Football Blitz right here at VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the program. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on the Pro Football Blitz right here from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in Las Vegas, Nevada. James Salinas in Denver, Colorado, and the Los Angeles Rams still leading the Chicago Bears 13 to nothing. And the Bears got a little offense moving there. Andy Dalton on third and two throws incomplete, and Matt Nagy looks like he's going to go for it again. I take that back. He has now thought better of it otherwise and has sent the putter out to the field there. He'll give the ball back to Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams and this line has really been hovering around 19 and a half or 20 and a half as far as the in-game number James now ticking back down to 18 and make that 17 and a half now and your total continues to crash now 41 and a half for your in-game total of course this game closed at about 46 so no offense really to speak of for the Chicago Bears they've turned the ball over twice already and the Rams dominating out in front 13 to nothing James, uh, all offseason long during the summer, we were talking about a lot of the markets you could bet on for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, or Defensive Player of the Year, Head Coach of the Year, that type of thing. Was there anything that stuck out, uh, stuck out for you today? Of course, uh, Trey Lance was in for, I think it was just one play through a touchdown pass. Jimmy Garoppolo, I thought, was very good for San Francisco today. Trevor Lawrence was okay in a losing effort through three, uh, three touchdown passes for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but really Really, I thought Zach Wilson actually looked pretty good. I think the rest of the team around him, the New York Jets, did not look too great at all in their loss to the Carolina Panthers, but I don't think Wilson was too poor. No, I don't think so either. It's a, this is another team that had they they were they had to switch out at right tackle. The question was was Moses going to play there? They put Fan in there, then they brought Moses back in. Offensive line was really shaky, especially early in the game, and and Brian Burns had his way early in the game, especially the first drive. Really, just laid into the young rookie there for the New York Jets, but they settled down in the second half. It's just there's so many holes on that team with the New York Jets, especially not only on the offensive line, but more so for me on the defense. Defensive side, very young secondary that can be exploited, and I think that's going to be the the constant there. I think we're going to see for the young quarterback Wilson there. He's going to have opportunities to throw because the Jets Brady are going to be behind basically all season long. Well, I think that's a great point that you bring up, and maybe that plays into looking at playing over the total in Jets games. Now we saw the score only 19 to 14 today. The Jets really couldn't muster any offense, and I think you and I agreed on that before we even saw today's action that the Jets very well could be an over team and I think 
what you're saying there is uh, that just very mel- uh, may well be the case. We saw that out of the Cincinnati Bengals last year with their rookie quarterback, Joe Burrow. They were constantly playing from behind, and that very well might be the case with the New York Jets this year. So certainly something to take a look at. Uh, look at those totals going forward for the New York Jets. How about uh, the first coach to be fired? And I remember this was a topic of conversation certainly here at VEASAN over the offseason. And a lot of people were looking at the Cincinnati Bengals coach, Zach Taylor. Now, he got one in the win column in overtime today over the Minnesota Vikings. That was a very impressive win for Joe Burrow and company. Jamar Chase had a fantastic game. Maybe he moves up the ranks for offensive rookie of the year. And Zach Taylor maybe removes himself, becomes a longer shot to be the first coach fired. But uh, I don't know, maybe first coach to quit, first coach to be fired. Maybe it's Urban Meyer right now, James. I, I see his body language is terrible. We saw it in the preseason. This is somebody coming from the coaching ranks, from the college ranks. And we know his coaching acumen in college and all the success that he's had. But he's used to winning, and when that's when winning is something that you're just you feel like we're going to step on the field and I'm going to have the team with the most talent. We're going to be better schemed and ready to get after you, and we're going to win consistently, which he did all throughout college for Urban Meyer. Now you're coming in. And you have the, one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Now you're coming in and you're going to have games like this consistently. You're not going to win. And how do you handle losing? I think that's the biggest piece there. You talk about Urban Meyer. He's not one to stick around for very long. And maybe you're right, Brady. Maybe this is one is like, yeah, you know, maybe this wasn't the move I wanted to make, especially as we get latter part of the season and they're playing the way that they did. I mean, the way that they got handled by the Houston Texans of all teams today, Brady, going to be a long season for the Jaguars and in particular head coach Urban Meyer. Is he going to want to play this out consistently? throughout the remainder of the season. I suspect, I mean, you're, you're, you're duty-bound for your contract. Doesn't mean he has to fulfill his entire contract, but can he even make it through the season? I think that's going to be the question for somebody that's so used to winning. And it doesn't get any easier next week for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars as they host the Denver Broncos. And let's talk a little bit about those Denver Broncos, James. Uh, you know, I played the Giants in the contest because I thought maybe the enthusiasm for Denver was getting a little bit elevated more so uh, than I was comfortable with. And I thought that point spread was getting a little bit out of hand. I expected the Giants to show up and be able to cover that three points. And it looked pretty good early. They forced a couple of turnovers. And then Daniel Jones. Jones went back to normal Daniel Jones that we've seen the past couple of seasons, and he turned the ball over. I heard the uh, announcer say on TV he's played in 28 games, and that was the 40th time he'd turned the ball over. And, and Saquon Barkley, the, the Denver defense, uh, as advertised, they were extremely good. Teddy Bridgewater took care of the ball. Again, what we expect out of him. You know, he was very efficient in moving that offense, but this Denver Broncos team, I, I figured that they would be very good. I just didn't know if this was the best spot for them and I thought maybe they were getting a little bit too much love with that point spread continuing to tick up I was obviously wrong the Giants looked like the Giants we saw last year and the Denver Broncos looked like a far improved team that's why the, the Denver Broncos went with Teddy Bridgewater exactly for the game that he played the day. 28 out of 36 throwing the football, 264 yards, two touchdowns, and the big goose egg there under the interception column, zero interceptions. That was not the case last year with Drew Locke, who led the NFL with the interception with this Broncos team. And that's what they want. They want to be able to control the ball. Their offensive line has gotten better over the last couple of years there in Denver with Munchak being the offensive line coach. And we saw they want to run the foot. Football. Now, Melvin Gordon had a big run, broke a 70-yard touchdown run in the second half. Javante Williams, I think we'll continue to see the young rookie get better. It's the first game there, and we know, especially for rookie running backs, takes a little time to get used to the speed of the opposing defenses in the NFL. But Bridgewater played exactly what they wanted him to play. Do not turn the ball over. I don't want to call him a game manager. It wasn't like he, he had a couple big throws down the field. That big drop. Hamler had a 50-yard touchdown pass. Oh. It was just a straight go route. It was there maybe a touch behind him. But, hey, touch it, catch it. You put two hands on the ball. They pay you to make plays, and the play was there to be made. So it's not like Bridgewater's just trying to throw the ball four, five, six, seven yards down the field. Opportunities were made down the field. They just didn't finish as far as the receivers go. But Bridgewater, great game from him. 
This is what we're going to expect. That's what they brought him over here for. They want to control the ball, run, move the sticks on third down, and then that Denver defense, they got some pressure on the quarterback, but ultimately it's that secondary. This is one of the better secondaries in the NFL and is going to keep Denver competitive each and every game because they're not going to give up big plays over the top. We saw New York really struggle to score today. They got a late garbage touchdown there at the end, but it was a struggle all day long for them to have any consistency moving the football. The, the, the Giants couldn't run the football whatsoever. How healthy was Saquon Barkley? Was it Barkley? Was it the knee? Or was it that Denver defensive front coupled with that secondary? You're going to see a very competitive Denver football, Denver Broncos football team and led by Teddy Bridger on the offensive side taking care of the, taking care of the football the way that he did. I think that's what we'll continue to see out of this Broncos team going forward. Yeah, very impressive effort and maybe part of the uh, lackluster performance on offense by the Giants, the Giants offensive line, which you and I have talked about quite a bit as well. And maybe the Giants defense, the Giants defense was a little uh, disappointing to me, but I think maybe the Denver offense just wore them down. Teddy Bridgewater worked well with Noah Fant. You mentioned Camler. Jerry Judy was effective. Now he left the game with injury, but I guess the results from that x-ray are negative. So we'll see what the setback is like for Jerry Judy, but uh, very impressive week one effort out of the Denver Broncos winning and covering on the road. Uh, as far as the Giants, they will now go on the road to take on the Washington Redskins in week two, James. And this is a Thursday night game. Of course, the Redskins coming off of that loss. They'll be at home for the second straight week. And the, again, the look ahead line way back this summer was the Redskins favored by three points. We're probably going to see something in that neighborhood, I would guess, again. Any initial reaction on the Thursday night game, uh, Thursday night game coming up out of the NFC East, the Washington football team hosting the New York Giants? I have to see what the quarterback situation is for the Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick went down early in that game with a hip injury. Tyler Haneke was forced to come in. Now, not that he wasn't, he didn't play, he didn't play bad, but I think it was that defensive front for Washington that really got handled. Great job by that, that scheme and that offensive line from the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, this is completely the opposite type of offensive line that they're going to see in the New York Giants come Thursday night. This is going to be a tough turnaround for the Giants to now have to go face a hungry and probably very upset Washington front four that was not able to generate any kind of pass rush. I think we'll see a completely different ball game out of the Washington football team. They're going to be all over Daniel Jones on Thursday night. Uh, you make a really good point point there. I'm sure Rivera will emphasize that in practice this week. And Joe Judge, the second-year head coach for the Giants, I don't know if you saw that, but he threw the challenge flag after a touchdown by the Denver Broncos. That was an error. Every scoring play is reviewed. You don't need to throw the challenge flag, and they took a timeout away from Joe Judge and the New York Giants. So Daniel Jones making some mistakes, and the head coach making some mistakes early on in the season as well. We'll talk about our bets. We had best bets that we gave out on the Pro Football Ball Blitz on Saturday. We'll grade those bets when we come back on the other side, right here at VSIN. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your free trial at VSIN to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. 22 bucks a month, it's a heck of a deal. vsin slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And we do this every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, a little bit of a preview show. Uh, the Sunday edition, a little bit of a recap, a look ahead, and of course, looking ahead to Monday night and some in-game action on the Sunday night game. They have reached the two-minute warning of the first half there between the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears. Los Angeles still hanging on to a 13 to nothing lead. Chicago with the ball on offense and deep 
into Rams territory. Looks like they're at about the 20-yard line or so. Andy Dalton finally getting something to work here offensively, and even better than that, at about the 12-yard line on first and 10, and there is little or no gain there. Looks like it'll be second and about 11 as the Chicago Bears try and break the shutout here and get on the board. The current in-game price is minus 13.5 in favor of the Rams, who are leading by 13 points, and your total continues to crash. Now down to 39.5. James, we talked about that. The public loves to bet the over on Sunday night, and a lot of times you can find some really good line value on the under. Right now, this one headed towards the under, but uh, still another half of football left to play at least. Uh, Let's grade our best bets. The Saturday edition of the Pro Football Football Blitz, we did our best bets for the Sunday edition of the NFL card, and I did pretty well. I went two out of three, and, and so did you, my friend. One of those plays was the Seattle Seahawks over the Indianapolis Colts on the money line. Heck, you didn't need the money line. They covered the spread as well. Yeah, and I was trying to find a two, two and a half, and it just stayed steady out here at three, and that's where I just went with the money line. Sound some 150. I actually saw it at 145 as well, but just thought the with Seattle coming in here, we think about think about the the change in the offensive coordinator there with Shane Waldron coming over, coming over from Los Angeles. What were we going to see? And all the talk was, look, we're not going to have Russell Wilson throughout his career during his tenure in the NFL. He has been the most hit quarterback during those nine years of any quarterback in the league and he voiced his concern not throughout not only throughout the season but at the end of the offseason little talk about well maybe there might be other places if I was going somewhere here'd be a couple spaces I'd like to go Seattle was definitely not going to let Russell Wilson leave their football team but ultimately I think we saw Russell Wilson that's the offense we're going to see going forward I mean that he was spectacular yesterday yeah this this morning where offensive line did a great job on the front rolled out Russell Wilson, some big plays down the field, but volume there, it wasn't dropping back 35, 40 times, 18 and 23 with four touchdowns. They were also able to run the ball very well and consistently 140 yards rushing. It was absolutely really a, a complete domination for as the game progressed for the Seattle Seahawks, especially on the offensive side in Indianapolis, their eighth straight season opening loss. Who needs Justin Fields? Andy Dalton scrambling and running for about 10 or 12 yards there down to the two-yard line, and David Montgomery punches it in, and the Chicago Bears are on the board 13-7 to now. Just about 30 seconds left in the second, or excuse me, in the first half down at SoFi Stadium there on Sunday Night Football, but 13-7 to now. The Rams out in front of Chicago, and your in-game price all the way down to the Rams favored by 9.5, so get much closer to where this game closed. It was as high as 20 and a half when it looked like the Rams were absolutely going to run away with this, but a nice drive there to close out the half for the Chicago Bears to get on the board, and now 13 to 7, your total back up to 42 and a half on the live line. Uh, another li- uh, another best bet that you had on Saturday, James, uh, you uh, showed this on the program before the Carolina Jets game, and that was Robbie Anderson going over 51 and a half yards, a receiving prop there for the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson over 51 and a half receiving yards. He nailed it on one play, a touchdown pass from Sam Darnold. I saw that this morning and immediately thought of you. Well, and that was kind of the matchup going against this Jets. Now, the Jets were starting a couple rookies back there. Bryce Hall on the other side. This was just, it's not a good secondary for the New York Jets. And now Robbie Anderson paired up with his former teammate there in New York with with now with, with the quarterback situation, Sam Darnold coming over to the Carolina Panthers. You saw a little, you saw a little payback there. And when he did score that touchdown, he did his little jet and was floating around in the, in, in the end zone as a jet like they would do when they scored there in New York City. City, but I think that was that he has the ability to take the top off the defense. Kind of talked about that too. Like he could get that and potentially one play, which he did. Didn't get a whole lot of targets, so that was the only concern for me going in. And a lot of these props, it's when you have new players coming over, new schemes coming in. What it's going to take a little time. But as far as Darnold and Robbie Anderson being able to hook up for deep plays, they did that back with the Jets. Even though they didn't have a lot of success winning football games, they had a lot of success together having big plays over. The top, and that's what we saw today against a really bad secondary for the New York Jets. A couple of bets that I cashed, my best bets uh, that were listed on the program there on Saturday: the Cleveland Browns.
rounds. I bought it up to seven, and I kind of recommended that six was still a good play, but I didn't really like it at less than six. And even if you played it at five and a half or five, you still cash that ticket. A little bit of a sweat there down the end in their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, James, tell me about that game a little bit, what your thoughts were. It it was kind of disappointing if you're a Cleveland Browns backer that they didn't just win that game outright. I did not have a bet on the money line on Cleveland, but I kind of wanted to see them really put their foot down and dominate Kansas City. And they, they really did in the first half. And then they let Mahomes and company back in the game. And I know it's so hard to hold Mahomes and Kelsey down for four quarters, but eventually they surrendered the lead. The Chiefs didn't have a lead until, I want to say, the fourth quarter. And eventually they held on to it and won this game by four points. We knew what the identity of the Cleveland Browns were coming into this game, and that's exactly what they put out there today. They want to run the football. They want to dominate time of possession, control the line of scrimmage, open up some play-action passes for Baker Mayfield. So many more sets now, more plays called for Mayfield under center that not only handed the football off to, to Hunt and Chubb, but also being able to have his bootlegs and roll out with the play-action underneath. And strong arm today, I mean, they they lit it up offensively. The running game went really well, but it's such a small margin for error when you're on the road playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. We know how, like you mentioned, how prolific they're going to be on offense to where at the, the fumbled punt, I think that's where it really turned. There was a, a punting situation for the Cleveland Browns and good snap, just couldn't hold it. The punter fumbled the football and tried to run out of there and got hammered short field for Mahomes right there inside their own 20 and now it kind of put Cleveland behind, but I was really impressed with what we saw Cleveland offensively. That's exactly what we thought they were going to be, mixing up run and pass the way that they did. But you can't have turnovers like that. You can't make mistakes like that, especially on special teams and giving a short field to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, and then at the end of the game, still had an opportunity in his unfortunate situation. The, in, the interception that came out of Baker Mayfield is really just trying to throw it away. But as he was throwing, his foot got clipped and wasn't able to put enough on that pass to get it over the top and get it out of bounds. So, uh, but I think Cleveland has plenty to take away from this game and they were in it from the get. Obviously played much better in the first half than the second half, but this is what we're going to see out of Cleveland throughout the season. They're going to be competitive in all these games and I think the defense with all the new free agency with all the new free agents that they brought over and some of the draft picks that they had in that secondary for the defense there, they'll start to get better over time. So I think it was a great effort from Cleveland. Great game plan going in, but ultimately you can't make mistakes on the road in Kansas City if you want to beat Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs will host the Baltimore Ravens in Week 2, and the Cleveland Browns will host the Houston Texans in Week 2. Cleveland already a big favorite over the Houston Texans in that one. The other bet that I hit was a two-team six-point teaser, the Washington football team plus seven with the 49ers teased down to one and a half, and a little bit of a sweat there for both the 49ers as they were, uh, uh, the Lions almost tied up the game late in the game there, and it looked like that game was well in control for a long time and then a little bit of a sweat with the uh, Washington football team and the Los Angeles Chargers as well but the one it looked like I was going to be able to cash late in the game and then another turnover the turnover bug came out and bit me again that was the Patriots I laid two and a half Mac Jones was knocking on the door driving his team down in the final minutes of the ball game and the running back fumbles James I don't think you and I uh, you or I expected the Miami Dolphins to win that game outright no, I didn't. And Damian Harris fumbling the ball inside the 10-yard line late in the game. I mean, that that's just where, you know, I think for Mac Jones, we saw some nerves early. He had a he had a fumble of his own. I'm not sure where he thought he was on the field, lateraling and throwing the ball backwards as trying to throw the football away. But ultimately, he settled down, made some decent throws as the game progressed. But, you know, I, I think for the Miami side, uh, they did what they wanted to on the defensive end and be, were able to generate some pressure. They didn't stop the run very well, but they got the key turnover when they needed that and that's exactly what they did last year leading the lead and take away leading the lead in takeaways last year well huge takeaway late in the game inside their own red zone from Damian Harris fumbling the ball yeah absolutely I don't think the offense was great Tua was good and bad at times but the defense certainly came to play in Foxborough and it paid off with a win 17 to 16 over the New England Patriots we'll come back and talk injuries on the pro football blitz next right here at VSIN. At 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football season is here, and starting this weekend, VSIN has added new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VSIN lineup will expand to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. VSIN has added new personalities to our existing world class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vsin.com to come see our new lineup and meet our new talent and make this your best football betting season ever. Part of that new lineup is the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. We'll be with you every Saturday and Sunday throughout the year. They are at halftime in Los Angeles. Sunday night football between the Rams and the Chicago Bears. Andy Dalton engineering a touchdown drive there just before the half to get the Bears on the board and cut this lead in more than half. It was 13 to nothing and the Chicago Bears make it 13 to 7 there in the final seconds of the first half. As far as your in-game line for the entire game, it is in favor of the Rams by 10 and a half. So that's up a point or two from where this game closed and your in-game total is at 43 and a half. Now for just the second half, the line is 4 and a half in favor of the Rams and your total is in the neighborhood of 22 and a half or 23 and a half. Any plays as far as the entire game or the second half that catch your eye, James? We're seeing this total again. It's really fluctuating at one point live. It was hovering close to 50 when the Rams jumped out to a quick 10-0 lead and then dropped as low as 39, 39 and a half. I saw it a couple places. So now sitting in, as far as the live game goes, 43 and a half is starting to get juiced towards the under. Uh, but now it's more of a competitive game, obviously a one-score game. We were worried about a runaway going, especially with the Rams were moving the football early and putting points on the board, although they really, I think the, the issue right now for the Rams that we're seeing here is they can't run the football. It's all it's it's all through Matthew Stafford throwing the football. And we know the Rams are thin at the running back position of a couple of, we know Akers went down in the preseason. And so they're a little thin at the running back position. But right now we have four attempts. I know they ran an end around with Robert Wood and Stafford has has scrambled around two for two attempts. But ultimately Dale Hounders is four attempts for six yards so far running the football. And I think anytime you don't have the threat of running the ball, especially when the field gets condensed 
and you get closer to that red zone and you don't have the threat of being able to 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 have any kind of balance and keep those linebackers honest running the ball I think that's where we've seen now with the Rams bogging down a couple times in that red zone and having to settle for field goals rather than put the ball in the back of the end zone here yeah I think the total is going to I think the total is going to stick where where it is I think what what we've seen David Montgomery's been running really hard Andy Dalton just managing the game short throws 13 out of 17 for just 96 yards uh, here looking at the total again I think that's probably where I'd get involved we're talking about 43 and a half I'd be looking at the under in the second half I have to give the Bears a lot of credit for what they did in the second quarter there and then finally getting on the board in the final minutes of the first half like you say James it looked like this was going to be a one uh, runaway train in favor of the Los Angeles Rams the way they started this game they also forced Andy Dalton into two turnovers they sacked him for a fumble and then he threw an interception into the end zone when they were knocking on the door on their first offensive possession but you got to give the Bears credit for the way they rallied to come back because this game almost got out of hand and maybe they actually have a little bit of momentum right now catching four and a half in the second half and that's juiced where I'm looking to in the neighborhood of minus 130 so the books may be favoring the Bears catching four and a half there in the second half and I can certainly understand that and I'm with you on the total as well it looks like both of these defenses are stepping up a little bit and the offenses have been sputtering especially on the Rams side all right let's talk about some of the key injuries and unfortunately this is a topic every week in the NFL of course we had a lot of season-ending injuries in the preseason and maybe one today for the San Francisco 49ers Raheem Mostert banged up his knee he left the game in the second half I don't know how serious that one is but their newly acquired defensive back Jason Verrett reportedly uh, may have torn his ACL and that could be the end for his season for San Francisco and of course this team was really snake bitten by injuries last year and uh, I was really hoping as a 49er fan that we'd be able to get past that this year uh, but may have one on the sidelines already in that defensive backfield for San Francisco. Unfortunately, that's where of all the all the units for San Francisco, both offensively and defensively, this is the thinnest unit when we're talking about the secondary, in particular the cornerback position. Unfortunate situation for Jason Verrett. He really talented player coming out of TCU oh, about a decade ago, but he's never been able to stay healthy. I, could, this could potentially be, I think, his third ACL injury. Unfortunate situation for him, but yeah, it's really thin. I mean, they're talking about what are they going to do? Do they bring back? Are they interested in Richard Sherman and all the things he had going on and the off, off the field in the offseason. Was, there was talk. I think they actually did. They did sign Josh Norman. Now, he was inactive today. Now, Josh Norman there. Now you're getting a little desperate here, Brady. It's an unfortunate <laughs> situation. Not only in the secondary, you mentioned Raheem Mostert getting bringed up. Dre, Dre Greenlaw returning. It. He, had a, he had a pick six today. He pulled the groin muscle, so maybe it's probably not season-ending injury for Greenlaw, but had a big play on defense today. He may be questionable. We'll have to check the status of Greenlaw going forward, but yeah, if there was any team, you talked about it being stink bit last year that wanted to get away from 2020 and all the injuries they sustained. Three key injuries right there for the 49ers today. Yeah, Greenlaw, I um, failed to mention him. He did injure the groin, as you said, and you never know. A groin injury can linger for six weeks. It might only be two weeks, but uh, the Niners a little banged up in that effort over the Detroit Lions earlier today. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we talked about this one. He left the game for the Washington football team with a hip injury. And, you know, they didn't really lead into how serious this may or may not be. But, you know, this was the guy that they brought in in the offseason to try and shore things up at the quarterback position for Washington. And, you know, it wasn't very long into this game before we saw Tyler Heineke right again. It was uh, reminding us of the playoffs last year. And, I mean, we barely got to see Ryan Fitzpatrick before Washington was right back to where they started. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate piece. And now for somebody like Fitzpatrick, uh, getting up there in age a little bit, 38 years old, not going to heal quite as fast as some of these younger fellows in the NFL. So something to definitely monitor there. But it's kind of hard to, to to speculate right now for Fitzpatrick because he didn't really play. He had six attempts. He was three of six for 13 yards. Really just wasn't in the game for very long when that hip injury came. So, yeah, to see about what does the impact mean for Fitzpatrick, really have 
haven't seen him play. So here, thinking about who they're going to face here with the Giants, I'm not sure if it really gonna if it's really going to matter who's at the quarterback position here. I think it's going to be that Washington football team's front four that wants to get after it against a really suspect offensive line for the Giants. And I think for Taylor Heineke, you know, we saw him perform very well last year in the playoff game against Tampa. Now, obviously, they didn't lose, but he made a lot of plays. He is he is mobile, so he can get outside the pocket. I think that's what we'll probably have to see if he is going to play there, change the game plan up a little bit. That's not something you're going to see out with Patrick having a lot of play, having a lot of play action boots and getting outside the pocket. So another wrinkle for this offense for Washington going forward if it is Taylor Heineke at the quarterback position. We talked about the New York Jets, and uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty good, and I think he's going to have a very bright future, but the team has a long way to go. They've got a lot of holes there in their loss, 19-14 to falling to the Carolina Panthers, but they also may have lost Mecky Becton across that offensive line. He left the game in the second half, James, with a knee issue, and I mean, that's the last guy Zach Wilson and the New York Jets need to lose, one of their big cogs on that offensive line. Yeah, and they had to, I think, believe, I think they had to move George Fant over to left tackle and bring in Morgan Moses. That was going to be the thing. Was it going to be Moses or Fant at the right tackle position? They went with Fant. Now they're going to have to switch if, in fact, Becton is out. And yeah, that's anytime you're losing a left tackle, you, you want to have depth on your offensive line. But of all the positions outside, you know, there's center and then there's a left tackle that are really hard to replace. And now having to go forward if Becton is actually going to be injured for a significant amount of time, really impactful for that offensive line already had a number of holes up there for a young quarterback to try to keep him keep him upright and this is just going to be another challenge for the New York Jets the third quarter is underway in Los Angeles and the Los Angeles Rams start with the ball on offense and it's third and 10 right now Matthew Stafford back to pass and he will convert they were at their own 25 yard line and he gets it out to about the 43 yard line there so the Rams once again on the move your live line is currently off the board just about 14 minutes left in the third quarter, and it is 13-7 to in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. We'll update uh, that score throughout the rest of the program here, but one other injury that I thought was interesting, he didn't actually play in this game. It was Odell Beckham Jr. was inactive today for the Cleveland Browns, and you wonder if that might have helped that team win that ball game. The Cleveland Browns were very effective without Beckham in the lineup last year. You wonder if it would have made a difference today, and there's a touchdown for the Los Angeles Rams. There is a flag on the play, a deep bomb by Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you saw that one, James, but we do have a flag on the play. Right now they're showing touchdown on the board. Did you see what the penalty was? It looks like it's on the defense. Looks like this is going to stand up. It's roughing the pass here as Cooper Cup in the slot all by himself. uh, Miscommunication in the secondary, obviously. Cooper Cup, big play over the top for the touchdown. Roughing the passer, which will be enforced on the kickoff. All right, so 19-7 right now in favor of the Rams. The extra point on the way. We'll update you on that on the other side of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.